Oh, Jesus. All right. How's that for an intro? That's perfect. Thanks, Dave. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's axe fishing. Welcome back to another episode of Sweat. Yeah, sploosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in case this ever gets heard by anybody, <laughs> I'm Andrew. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Blade. Dave. And we're going to talk at the same time. Yeah, good, good. Thanks for good podcasting. And I'm joined by Blaine and Dave. <laughs> so you're going to edit the part out where we talk over each other? Yeah, no, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Everything we say, he's just going to edit out. <laughs> Dude, this whole podcast is just going to be us talking over each other, so... We should have a signal for you to know uh, when to edit stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Like like a bird call. I'm gonna move. There it is. We yeah, got it. it. Boogity boo. Boogity boo. <laughs> well, stop stop signaling. Now you're gonna think you gotta cut that. Part. Okay. Right. That's high. That's high quality. What What was the okay? That was uh, my phone assistant thinking that I said its name when I said <laughs> boogity boo. <laughs> is your phone boogity boo? <laughs> uh, I guess. I, I hope so. So, Dave, you're already upset with the name. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's what I got to thinking. We said that we don't want to do inside jokes, right? And actually, <laughs> is 100% only an inside joke. Oh, that's fine. I assumed it was... That, that's my only concern. If, <sighs> my thought is, if people... If there's ever a chance we actually want people to listen to this, I don't know if people are going to click on that. I mean, maybe. I mean... I would click on Axe Fishing. Clearly, they've already clicked on it, and they're, and they're already listening to it right now, so... Right. That's true. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. Uh, you should maybe explain why you sound like ass. <laughs> so, I am in a hotel in Reno, Nevada right now. Doing what? And um, just being in Reno makes you sound like uh, garbage. Okay. Why are why are you in Reno right now? Why aren't you in Reno? Uh I have a couple customers uh, here. So I had two meetings today to talk about exciting maintenance supplies. So stuff. Dave is an escort. I don't know if we've covered that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's got several customers. He's in Nevada. He's in the biggest little city on earth. Is that what Reno is? Called? I think, big, I think it's the biggest little city in the world. Oh, I was close. Oh, wow. So you're, you're close. I saw the sign. I went and I drove by it because I figured I'm here. So, do you have to fly in or did you did you drive in? Um, I flew. It was yeah. like an hour and a half flight. But it's like so. I thought Reno was kind of close to Vegas. It is not at all. No, it's like opposite side. It is is opposite Nevada as it can get. Instead of southeast, it's west, right in the corner. Yeah. It's a good geography lesson. 13 or 14 hour drive. Something like that. Oh, good thing you flew. Lake Tahoe is about a half hour from here, so uh, Stephanie will be joining me this evening. She's getting at like 11 o'clock. And then uh, we're doing a little work slash vacation. So we're going to go to Lake Tahoe for the week. Oh, that sounds like a good time. Is she going to join the podcast with us? 
she is not going to do the podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> how about how, how about sometime in the future? Is that a possibility? Yeah, she could be a guest star. Okay, all right. I'm sure, she could handle it. So I'm leaving. I'm leaving one of my my customer this morning. Wow, and, really? uh, nice. And it's like eleven o'clock. <clears throat> so I was like, "Damn, um, early. I don't have my next meeting till like one thirty. So, uh, what would you recommend? Like places to eat? I've never been here before." Mm-hmm. And they like they kind of look at each other, and he goes, "Oh, you should go to the uh, the Mustang Ranch. They got like five star food. It's really good." And, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And they started like giggling, and I'm like, "All right, have a good day." And uh, so I. So I Google it and it's, uh, <laughs> it's a full-on brothel. <laughs> so it does look like they have food, and I guess the food is good. But I, uh, I opted uh, opted out of it. Well, they've got a very good website. Is that is that for coming from an expert software engineer? You uh, <laughs> you pick apart. It looks nice. I I mean, it's aesthetically pleasing. Don't read into that too much. Okay, I, all right. That's... <laughs> so there's no price price lists. Oh. Yeah. That's how they get you. That is how you get you. It's sort of a sliding scale. It's pretty much like when you go into a restaurant that says market price. Mm. You just don't want to order that. So, yeah, living in rural Minnesota, I don't know what market price means. <laughs> what do you mean you don't? Well... <laughs> You don't know what market price means? I can't tell if you're kidding or not. I mean, okay, I think I can piece it together. I've never seen it, I guess. Okay. My very first experience, my very first experience with market price, uh, Andrew was actually there, and it was the first charge on my uh, credit card. Oh, my God. I forgot. Essentially, what it means is it's going to be a whole ton of money. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. It's going to be... Exactly one buttload of money. It means the price changes depending on what it is you're getting and time of year and all that. Yeah. Supply and demand. Because it could be a buttload of money and will. So is it polite or, or considered rude to ask? Be like, hey, this burger, it says market price. Is this 10 bucks? 20 That That thought, I'm so good with money, that thought never entered my brain. <laughs> Yeah, that is. Um, uh, I assume you can. That's a great question. I've never, I've never thought about asking. What's the etiquette on that? I assume it's probably a fair game. Because huh. if you're David, you pay what eighty dollars for surf and turf at Wisconsin Dells. It was steak and lobster, and half of a alligator appetizer, half of a shark appetizer. And one picture of Bahama Mama. And it was $75. And I went, oh. I went, excuse me, this is $75. I think you messed up. She goes, oh, you're right. I forgot to include one of the appetizers. I'll be right back. (laughs) And then it was $84. That was the first charge on my credit card. And you'll be happy to hear that I am recently debt free. (laughs) He finally just paid it off. I actually did just pay it off. <laughs> <laughs> like From what I charged that, my credit card never was at a zero balance until the start of 2019. So my, my, my poor wife inherited steak and uh, That hurts. 
my god, do your clients know that? They don't know that about you. Yeah. No. Edit that out. Booga booga booga. What what's our Boogity boogity boo. Boogity boo. Don't worry, my phone didn't hear it that time. So I was thinking about just random stuff, you know, shower thoughts. And it occurred to me that Facebook is has like has got me down like pat. It knows exactly what kind of video to serve me up to get me to watch it. And it's it's between watching somebody build something in slow motion or taking something that's very old and rusty and making it not old and rusty, making it look good. <laughs> I like like pressure washing or is that just like they like Oh, that's that's part of it. Out. Oh, okay. Like if it's if it's rusty, they'll either do like put it in some sort of chemical bath and and let that kind of wash it away, or they'll like the ones I really like are where they'll they'll put it in some like I don't know what sort of solution. It might be water, it might not be water, but then they 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 have like a positive charged thing and like a negative charged thing, and then they like. Uh, maybe maybe it's like two bars of metal or something like that also submerged and then they like attach a car battery to the rusty thing and like the the rust just sort of like magnetically gets pulled off of the old crappy object hmm. yeah they just leave it in this weird like electricity bath <laughs> for a while and then uh, when they pull it out there's no more rust on it I'd watch that how does that even work? I don't know. Magic. Magic. Because electricity, it just is magic. That's pretty much is. Yeah. Magnets. So yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, do you guys? I don't know if you guys peruse Facebook, but it's it's pretty much all just videos. I made the mistake of clicking on one of the suggested advertisements for me for uh, shoes, and then now. The only ads that pop up are for shoes. Yeah? How many pairs of Yeezys have you bought? <laughs> Exclusively Yeezys. But you know, they're all different, so you gotta get all the different numbers. This thing also knows that I buy Chipotle free, like <sighs> once a week, so I get Chipotle ads like nonstop. I'm gonna be honest, I hate Chipotle. I used to just prefer Qdoba, now I just straight hate them. Okay. What? I think it's garbage. I think Chipotle is garbage. I, said I think you're garbage. I said it. Qdoba is infinitely better. No. False. Yes. 100%. And I don't care that Chipotle added queso because it's garbage queso. Well, yeah. I, I agree. Their, their queso is just plastic. Melted plastic. I don't know what they did, but... I think what they did is they use real cheese. It, they don't use plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they use real ingredients and they taste awful. Give me this fake, salty yes. trash. But the fake, salty trash doesn't have salmonella every month. Well, that's not every month. They've had like a baker's dozen of outbreaks of salmonella and they're like, yeah, we're just going to keep doing it. Dave, how many times have you got salmonella from Chipotle? Fourteen. <laughs> I think I did I did get food poison last time. So okay, here's here's the story. When I was in Dayton for work, Dayton, Ohio, I was gonna take the guy I was meeting with out to lunch. I was like, Where do you want to go? 
And the first dude, the first day I was there, took me to like a local place, which is exactly what I wanted. And so I assumed this guy would too. He goes, well, do you care? And I was like, no, man, I, I don't know what's around here, so whatever works for you. He goes, okay. Yeah, we'll go to a place I normally go to. And then it ends up being Chipotle. Like, <laughs> the place you normally go to, no, just say, okay, let's go to Chipotle. Like, I don't know. That's a fancy place in Dayton, Ohio. Well, that's true. I was like, I haven't been here a really long time, and I didn't hate it last time. I just don't. It's not as good as Kido, but, but whatever. I'll give her a shot. Eat it. Go to my last meeting. Drive an hour to the airport. It's like three hours since I'm eating it. Before I like, I'm walking to security, and I almost shit my pants in the Detroit airport <laughs> because it was so bad. I ran to the bathroom, and it was oh my god. And then I hardly made it through security before I had to do it again. So, one hundred percent got sick from, me. and that's why my opinion has changed from just general dislike to full-on boycott. I hate them. More, more, more Chipotle for me. <laughs> They're not good. It's not good. It is, though. The ingredients are just better. And it's not because it's, oh, this is fresh organic. I thought that before they even did all the fresh organic garbage. Like, they, it, they are just better than Qdoba. Nope. I like the rice better at Chipotle. Yeah. No. Which, that's like 60% of what you get at either Qdoba or Chipotle. That's the truth. So, have you ever... Stanky used to do this all the time. Um, fan of the show, Brian Stanky, for viewers who are listening. What's up, Stanky? <laughs> Stank alike. So, he would never order beans. So, we went to Chipotle all the time in Grand Forks. Or not, not, not fucking Chipotle, Qdoba. When they ask you if you want not beans... <laughs> I decided to be clear. Not Chipotle. Just start calling Qdoba and not Chipotle. <laughs> so, I... I always just ask for no beans because I've never been a fan. I, I know they're okay now, but I just don't really prefer them on my burritos. And I would just go no beans, and then on, on we move. But Stanky would always go no beans. But since I'm not ordering beans, can you add extra rice? And I guess that's a thing that you can do. Sure. But I did it once, and then it's just way too much rice. It's a lot of rice. All right. Have you ever heard of this? Have you ever heard of this technique? That's the end of the story. There's no punchline. <laughs> and then he farted. There was some good payoff there. Yeah, you you took a, you went the long way around to tell us that you could get extra rice, but it's also too much rice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys get beans? Yeah, I get beans. <laughs> beans are delicious. Oh God! Are I could live off or a black bean. Uh, I switch it up. You gotta gotta keep it fresh. I've never once gotten pinto beans. Well, do you like refried beans? Yeah, that's what pinto beans are. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying I'm scared. They're they're delicious. Do you get the uh, the peppers and onions? Always. Okay, and the bacon. Always add. Them. I don't get the bacon usually. Oh, it's free bacon, though. But but I always I always add the veggies, even when it used to cost more. Hmm. And they're like, you know, it's going to cost more, right? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so when before guacamole was free, did you guys ever get guacamole added? No, never. I hate guac. Okay, let's assume 
you were going to order guac, right? And you, you make the conscious decision <laughs> to say... Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Can you imagine a world in which you would order guacamole? I can't. All right. Continue, Dave. I love guacamole. <laughs> anyway, if you make a conscious decision to say... Blaine doesn't like that gross green crap. It's so bad. I would also, I would also like guacamole. And then they go, are you sure it's going to cost you a quarter more? Yeah. Like, I made the decision to tell you that I'm gonna, I don't need to know about the quarter. That's right. Is that just yeah. me? They, or, or, or uh, if, you got, if you got, if they didn't say it and you got charged later, would you be upset about it? I mean, you are, you are a, you know, fast paced businessman who doesn't yeah. have time is money. If I'm gonna open my mouth to say guacamole, boom, <laughs> you're already in for a penny and for a pound. I changed my mind. I, I talked myself out of it in my head. It's nice that they asked. <laughs> All right, I'm glad I don't have to argue that point, man. <laughs> I said guacamole, peasant. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Market price. That's right. It's chump change. You know how they got the name guacamole? It's it's when they chew it up and they go to spit it out. They go guac. I just made that up. Where's the moly come from? <laughs> um, That's going to get edited right out. <laughs> boogaloo! Boo. Electric, electric boogaloo. We got to have an anti uh, cutout. Uh, everyone gets one per uh, per episode. You, like veto the, the cut? <laughs> As editor, I get pocket vetoes. Oh, shit. Oh, I did a swear. Oh, yeah, we're allowed to swear. <laughs> Just one, though. Just one. Ten minutes of talking about Chipotle. I don't know what's worse, that or just dead air. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> this is what people want to hear about. We're relating to our fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh All right, fans, God. we're going to put it up on our Twitter poll. Do you prefer Chipotle or Qdoba? Let us know. Results. Do you, do you guys actually have a Twitter? I do have a Twitter. Account. I got rid of my Twitter. It's smart. I never used it. I think the last time I had Twitter, I had a Windows phone, so... Jesus. Goes to show uh, up to date I am with that. That's right. Do, do you miss your Windows phone? There's a little bit of me that does. Steph talks about it all the time. She, like, whenever we're looking at new phones, she always says, I really just miss my Windows phone. Yeah. Like a real... Like tragic thing for her. I like don't exist anymore. It's kind of sad. I don't describe one thing that your Windows Phone did that you miss. Um, in fact, describe three things. I like the. I don't know. You people will like hate me for this. I like the tile system. Um, kind of the Windows Eight that didn't work on like a desktop because you couldn't touch your screen and make the, the tiles work, but mm-hmm. on a phone it worked because then you could kind of customize those sizes and that kind of stuff. Although the apps were incredibly limited, so you didn't really have anything to put into your tiles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the blank tiles looked really cool. Yeah, they looked really good, cool. and you could customize the size and the color, and yeah. Yeah, Steph did that all the time. I remember mm-hmm. that. Alright. One, one positive. Two more. Two, I have to name three? Yep. 
Oh boy. Oh, man. And now we realize why they don't exist anymore. <laughs> Hold on. Three whole positives of this product? <laughs> uh, the Zune? That, can I... Wait, no. The Zune's not a Windows phone. That is its own thing. <laughs> I had a Zune. Oh, God. Dave, what... Uh, have you... I know you got Xbox Ultimate Game Pass last week. Have you downloaded anything new? Are you playing anything new? Uh, no, I'm still playing uh, Doom, but I had that downloaded beforehand. But yes, I have been playing Doom. I also downloaded Doom. And what do you think? I, I played uh, probably the first two or three missions. It's really fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, it's a whole different like mindset because it's not at all hide behind things it's just run and gun as fast as you can yeah yeah and i know we're like super late onto the doom train this game came out three years ago <laughs> so <laughs> any anything that we're gonna say about this we're definitely not adding <laughs> spoilers if you haven't played it careful. yeah skip ahead five minutes no i really enjoy how fast-paced it is yeah well, it's, it's fun because, so I, I think I'm probably about the same spot you are. I think I'm three, three or four missions in. And um, fast pace is kind of nice because you can beat a whole mission. And then, like, you look at your, like, your clock and it's only been, like, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a ton of action that happened. Like, oh, that's really cool. Whereas, like, <clears throat> whenever I was playing Red Dead Redemption, oh my God. I'd, like, do one thing. I'd look up and it's, like, an hour and a half later. I'm like, oh, takes you 15 minutes to ride from your camp to the mission. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, it's, I kind of like that part of it. That, that's right when I like started noticing that. Because I, like, I started playing at 9 one night, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to hardly be able to do anything. And I think I beat, like, two missions. And I was like, oh, man. It only took an hour. Yeah. No, I really enjoy it. I'm, I, I'm excited to see how this ultimate game pass pans out for um the streaming services that they're gonna start providing hopefully soon i did not know that was a thing that they were gonna start providing oh yeah man it's uh it's called the i think their platform is called the x cloud they basically i don't know if it's gonna be a separate subscription or if it's gonna be uh baked into the game pass or whatever but what it'll let you do is, instead of having to download the games before you can play them, you should just be able to, you say, boy, I really want to play this, I don't know, new Halo game. Uh, it'll spin up like a virtual Xbox in the cloud that you connect to, and it just starts playing the game without you having to download anything. So you just stream the game, you know, Netflix style. Uh, to your Xbox. Or what they'll let you do is if if you download the game, you could you can use your Xbox as like the streaming box. So you could play an Xbox game on your phone that is streaming the content from your Xbox. Why why you would ever want to do that, I don't know. But you can do fun things like that. Huh, I did not know that. My hope is that 
they strike up a deal with Nintendo and let me stream my Xbox games on my Switch. <laughs> That's all I want. The Switch is like the perfect it's the perfect form factor for everything. It's like the it's the best little device. Yeah, I've never played it. I should have made a point to play it last time I saw you cuz I've been like I, th- I think it looks fun. It is, you know, but I never have never never indulged. It goes really great with the Nintendo Labo. <laughs> it's an integral part of the uh, Labo system. That's right. Now, now, do tell, don't keep our, for our listeners at home who aren't aware, what is the Nintendo Labo? Oh, boy. Andrew, do you want to uh, describe it? Or? No, I'm going to let you. So, Nintendo Labo. Make sure you read it off of the... Uh, oh, you. Uh, oh boy, I could... Read the copy. Let me uh, see. No, don't Google it. We're not sponsored by Nintendo Labo. Oh, I got a... Oh, there's VR now? Yeah. Basically, it's an incredible gimmick for uh, (laughs) people that like to, like, you know, look at their money and go, hmm, would I rather not see this money or would would I rather have money? And they go, ah, I'll just throw this money away. And then Labo kits appear. And with them, Ooh. you get you're buying cardboard. Is it market priced? Yeah, market priced. It's actually pretty cheap. <laughs> the market's way down on Labo right now. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's eighty bucks for stuff. For like, how many? Four of them? Five of them? Um, for the VR kit. That doesn't sound right. I don't know. Anyway, basically, it's it's an inc- stupid gimmick that Nintendo gets away with because they've got so much goodwill with all their customers. You that... haven't described to them what it is yet. Okay, no. so yeah, sorry. <laughs> you spend money. A, a box full of cardboard. I'm, all right, I'll, I'll really describe it. It's a box full of cardboard with instructions on how to assemble it. And so you assemble different, like, toys or aperturances. I think that's the right word. Uh, that you can then put your switch onto or into or next to, and then you can turn the cardboard into something, say, like a piano or a steering wheel or uh, other stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, and you spend 80 bucks for that. This looks terrible. <laughs> there goes our sponsorship deal. Andrew, how much, how much Labo did you buy, Andrew? I didn't buy any. Oh, okay. Don't lie. How much have you bought? Uh, the, the siren song of the the cardboard toy <laughs> went right past me. It's literally just cardboard that you form around your Switch. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. You just, I could give you cardboard boxes. Right. Well, that's the thing, is you don't have to buy their cardboard. The delightful cardboard accessories kit for Nintendo Switch is on sale for only forty dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but don't worry, it includes the vehicle kit, the variety kit, and the robot kit, which would have been eighty dollars. Right. That's pretty cool, huh? Is it? Oh man. Right, so we lost our first spots. Yeah. Goodbye, Nintendo. I just got a Nintendo from Mr. Labo. He said he's pulling for Billy Labo here, pulling your sponsorship. All right, so viewers, 
thank you for listening. This is our last episode. <laughs> we can't fuck this anymore. The well has dried up. We gotta get Billy back on board. <laughs> Please, everyone, go buy Nintendo Labels. Don't do it. It's not worth the show. We're just gonna die. <laughs> we're, just let us die. We're, we're done. <laughs> I don't know. I'd take that, that dirty Labo money. <laughs> that money still spends, guys. That Labo money? That's Taco Bell for a week at least. I have so much cardboard at my work. Can I just take it and we can make things and like undercut them? We can sell for twenty bucks. I like this idea. Yeah, I like where this is going. I don't like this idea. Nintendo Play-Doh. No, not Play-Doh because it's like <laughs> you're gonna call it Play-Doh. Plate, <laughs> uh, Plato, but that's also a thing. <laughs> oh my. God. God, the first name you came up with was Play-Doh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you guys, you really like derailed my how much I love the Switch conversation with. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is gonna be this is the worst podcast so far. We pissed off a bunch of people that like Chipotle. Now we pissed off people that like Nintendo. Fuck Chipotle. Yeah. If you like Chipotle, don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, who cares? Who cares about those people? Fuck them. <laughs> right? Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> you like oh <laughs> No one's no one's making these people. If they've listened to 30, 40 minutes of us talking about random nonsense, man. They they're in. I mean that's our that's our core audience right there. That's true. I've already locked them in. That's right. In our basement. Kool-Aid. Take that, terrorists in Guantanamo. Get it? Yeah. Got him. Our podcast is a torture, sorry, enhanced interrogation technique. <laughs> when are we going to talk about axe fishing, guys? Oh, what about it? What do you want to know? Oh, I, I feel like, you know, being that we're the, the frontmost experts in axe fishing, we I, we should at the very least have a segment hot, on hot tips and tricks. The weekly yeah, yeah. axe fishing uh, report. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's let's throw it out to our our man on the scene, Blaine. I was I was thinking more Dave. He's the uh, kind of the founder of you know this our axe fishing extravaganza. It's really a movement. All right. Okay. Oh my God. We should get sponsorship from an axe company. Ooh. We could get Fiskers or Estwing or Grandsfurs. Grand. How do you say an A with the dots over it? Grandsfurs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> an A with an umlaut. Yeah. How do you say the A with an umlaut? I believe it's ow. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, according to um, the internet, the best axe that you're gonna want to use. This is out of ten. Do you want to go the top three? Let's do the top three. We'll build top three. So, any guesses for the number three top axe? And it just says best axe. It doesn't say for what. So, just every single kind of axe activity. This is what you need. Tomahawk. Is this brand or like type of axe? Uh, both the brand and the type of axe, which oh is, this is just straight up best axe. 
on the market. Number three, Andrew, go. Is it steam-powered? Close. That's number five. Okay. Um... It is the SOG Specialty Knives Tactical Tomahawk X. So you were right. You said Tomahawk. Hey, hey. There you go, Andrew. It's got 420 stainless steel head. 420. <laughs> Why do they call it the Blaze It Hawk? The, the Trail Blazer. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. So it's carried in a nylon sheath with a belt clip. <laughs> cool. Sorry. Um, okay, number two. So yeah, it's uh, it's glass reinforced nylon handle and heavy duty bolts. Ooh, that's my kind of axe. Number two. Ooh, this is more. So this is my speed right here. The Husqvarna twenty two inch wooden multi purpose ass. The axe. Ass. <laughs> the multi purpose ass. This is the axe that you're gonna want for axe fishing. It's a. It's the traditional style hickory shaft. Steel wedge, it's just everything that you want. You're gonna think that you're gonna want a shorter handle while axe fishing, but that is really that's a common Shaft is always gonna be a funny word to me. <laughs> I hope it always is funny to me. Number one. The number one axe. Fire axe. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Wait, you got it. Did I? <laughs> it's the Fiskers thirty six inch super splitting axe. Oh, Damn. Mm-hmm. Like every X series hatchet or axe, the X27 combines perfected weight distribution, advanced blade geometry, and ultra sharp edge. So there you have it. Now, Andrew, now that we've talked about axes, what are the best fish to axe? I'm going to go with carp. They're big, they're slow moving, they're dumb. Carp. Nailed it. We got it. We got it in one. <laughs> Is that why they call it a carp enters axe? Oh, oh. Nailed, nailed oh, it. God. Where's the disconnect button? How do I hang up here? <laughs> nailed it. Oh, Jesus. Carp's just like a big catfish, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're bottom feeders. They, they don't have as many, like, whiskery kind of things, I don't oh, think. Oh, yeah. Nah, no, yeah I'm, I'm wrong about that. They get big. Just big old trash trouts. Yep. They love the bottom. They feed on it. You can go noodling for those. No, wait, that's catfish. Can you noodle for carp? I'm not sure what that means. You've never watched noodling videos? No. no. Oh, man. You fish with your arm. Yeah, you like, you go out into the river of, like, you know, Mississippi or something like that, and you find a big... You know, tree, fallen tree in the river, and you stick your arm underneath it, and the catfish bites onto it, and and then you pull your arm up where you got catfish down to your elbow. Wowzers. And you've noodled. Believe it or not, this very advanced form of fishing is primarily found in the southeastern states. Kind of explains. There's an explanation. You should 100% watch noodling videos, though. Yeah, did you ever get an opportunity to noodle for catfish out in North Carolina? I was never invited to noodle for catfish. I would have, 100%, but I did not. I don't know if I could. You don't think you could? I think you could. I like my hands too much. I use them. Yeah, hands are pretty nice. I mean, yeah, I suppose. 
Are you going to lose a hand? Has anyone lost a hand noodling? Well, I don't want to be the first. Has anyone lost a hand axe fishing? Oh, several people. It's oh, a real okay. tragedy in the sport. There's a real <laughs> learning curve. <laughs> to get, it's kind of like skateboarding, right? If you're going to get good at skateboarding, you're going to crash and break everything. You're going to lose it. a hand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like axe fishing, you're going to lose something. It's just the dangers of the sport. People know what they sign up. That's true. They sign the waiver. Speaking of waivers, do you guys generally read waivers? Like, I'm not talking like terms of service, you know, end user license agreement. Scroll to the bottom, click the box, say yes. But do like, like, like if you're gonna go, I don't know, like bungee jumping or something like that. Do you do you read the waiver? Jumping. Or like paintballing, if you have to just sign a, a waiver. Do you ever? Do you guys ever read those things? I occasionally skim, but I, I don't think I've ever read one in its entirety. Yeah, I don't think I've read them. I try to. Yeah. Have you Have you been able to glean anything of importance from them? No, no. It's mostly just like I don't know. I just want to know. Like, you could get a good sense of. How you're gonna get hurt? <laughs> because they'll they'll tell you which things they're not liable for, and then you're like, oh, okay. Well, usually it's like you know they don't cover your stupidity, but like every once in a while you'll see something like, oh yeah, 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 we're not liable for, uh, I don't know, like chopping your hand off while exercising, <laughs> like that kind of thing, or like yeah, the moving platforms. Boy, if you fall off of those, that's your fault. I'm like, oh, so someone's fallen off this platform before. <laughs> where where are you that there's moving platforms? I don't know, like the fair. Who knows? <laughs> Wait, there's waivers at the fair? I feel like the whole place should be a waiver. I use sort of. I mean, yeah, you. Yeah, they don't make you sign okay. a waiver when you buy the ticket, but the same is true when you see like. You know, caution signs for things like uh, don't put your like hand falling rock here, or... like falling rocks, or yeah, things like you know, like clearly someone hurt themselves, and, and now we have to warn people like not to do the obvious thing, like don't stick your dick in this hole. It's like, oh, well, someone must have stuck their dick in the hole, and now, <laughs> now we have to tell everybody not to do it. And then you zip, you zip back up after reading it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that like kind of what you're talking about, Andrew. When I was working, out, there were a lot of just stupid rules. I feel like I can't remember them at the moment, but so many rules that it's like you're right. At some point, someone did this so stupidly that now we have to sit through this three-hour safety video of when you put your vest on, make sure it's facing front. Otherwise, <laughs> you could choke to death. It's like, oh, all right, this is okay. We're not to dress ourselves, I guess. Yeah. yeah, the the industrial safety videos. I've had to watch several of those, and yeah, there's there's always that moment where you're like, "Is this necessary?" And then yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, it was. Apparently, I don't think it. Don't think it always was, but it, at some point, it became necessary to make this ahead of time. So my um, my favorite caution sign I ever had when I was moving to North Carolina, we were uh, driving to Chicago or through Chicago. That was our halfway point. And uh, 
we're, we're coming into town. I'm driving the U-Haul, uh, towing my car, and Steph's in her car. And we get to this, uh, right when we get in to the city, um, there's this construction site. And so the road narrows. It was not the place to be in a U-Haul towing the car. <laughs> and um, the speed limit stays up, though. It's like people are just flying through this thing. And so I'm just kind of holding on. And then right, right as we get in, there's this sign. It doesn't say slow down. It doesn't say caution workers. All it says is caution, don't die. Is that what it says? <laughs> That's literally what it said. Caution, no. don't die. And nothing else. No, no, that's it. And I'm like, did you need to remind me? I, like, I try, I guess I, without thinking too, I guess I actively try and don't not die every day. Like it's an unconscious thing, but do I need to exert energy toward this goal now? I guess so. At every moment, I'm trying not to die. Someone must have accidentally died. I guess. Well, and so this actually brings up what I was going to bring um, ties well to what after you mentioned the caution sign. So what what that did for me, and what I feel like if I did read the caution signs all the time, it would do to me in other situations was I went from being you know, maybe a little nervous. Like, if you're going to bungee jump, you're probably a little nervous beforehand anyway. Like, as I was entering this construction site in my U-Haul, I was a little nervous because this is not going to, this could not be great. Mm-hmm. But then I got that caution warning. And now, granted, this was an extreme one because <laughs> apparently my life is in immediate danger. Yeah. But, like, if I'm going to the fair and I'm not worried that much about the platforms, and then they say, careful, the moving platforms can mess you up. Now, there's anxiety that wasn't yeah. there before, and now I'm overthinking it. <laughs> now they brought it to your attention. I like to live in the ignorance is bliss world that the moving platform platforms are going to be just fine. That's true. That's a really good point. I think you know the larger lesson from this is just ignorance is the way to go. <laughs> the less That's you why know, s- stupid people are so happy. Right? So happy. I am pretty happy. Yeah. Andrew, he's just a little bit of drool on his chin. He's loving life. Well, yeah. You guys give me so much crap for not knowing how to work technology. But you know what? Actually, no. I was, it doesn't make me happy. Just straight. <laughs> Never mind. This is a bad example. I'm always angry at technology. Speaking of not knowing how to use technology, I was talking with some guys at work, and they They've got kids who are uh, early on in elementary school, and they were saying that they have to teach kids how to use a mouse in school now. And I can't remember ever having to like learn how to use a computer mouse uh, at school, because we had a computer, I guess, when I was... We got our first computer when I was maybe three or four, and I nobody taught me how to use a keyboard or mouse really it was just something that we used to play (laughs) oh god it's like some math blaster or something like that was the only game we had Uh, i had math blasters too yeah but uh, i guess it's because because most devices that kids get nowadays either ipads or phones or whatever they don't come with keyboards or mice so they have to teach them at school how to use a mouse because a lot of them don't have that skill that's fascinating. I suppose, I mean, they see a screen, they just want 
touch the screen and away they go. But mm-hmm. I feel like I taught, was taught how to use a mouse because we had like a computer class where we learned like typing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like part of the class was like typing and then you got like a little bit of like computer time and that's where you primarily played Oregon Trail. Right. But yeah. I, I feel like there was also, I mean, maybe not. I don't distinctly remember being taught how to run a mouse, but that, that I'm can't just be assuming no. it was brought up. I don't believe that. Like, how do you teach someone to use a mouse? Like, it's you put your hand on it and you wiggle it around and you can see the cursor move. And it's like, right, yeah. but you got to know, you got to know if the left, the left one is click and the yeah. right one gives you more options. Well, okay, you could start with. Hey kid, just click on the left one for now. And they go, which one's left? You go, just point the, this 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 finger here. You click with this. Ignore everything else. And that's not teaching them. Now you're now no. you're supporting ignorance. You're promoting ignorance. Don't well, worry about the and, other one. Then they'll be happy, Dave. <laughs> oh, I think, okay, you're right. You're right. I'm back I on think, point. <laughs> they don't they don't have the same sort of hand eye coordination skill built in to like you know, you don't, you, when you grab the mouse, you don't think really that your hand is moving in a way to get the pointer to move to where you want it to go, right? Right, right. You just sort of look and then the pointer follows kind of thing. Yeah. Where, like, because, you know, normally nowadays you you tap the thing that you want with your finger, that doesn't translate as well. Or it's, it's, it's a different thing. Yeah, I, I I see that. I, I get that. But like, how much of a class is this? Though oh, I'm like, not. So I I don't think it's is this like... more than like a half hour of like, hey kids. I mean, Dave had the point. Just play Oregon Trail. Like, I'm pretty sure there is no right clicking in Oregon Trail. I actually don't think there was a mouse at that time. Yeah, you're probably right. You just load up with bullets and the first mice. The first mouse was with that that first uh, max, or just one big button. I mean, Macs are all still just one button. Are they? Mm-hmm. No right-click on those things. So there you go. Well, so I don't know. I don't know how long they spend learning. It just was... It struck me as odd as they have to teach it's kids. It's like a one-credit PXW class. It's a full semester, but it's only an hour once a week. You know? That could be. M- most skills. They're teaching kids P90X now? Yep. Wow. It's going to be some fit... Little boys and girls running around. Mm-hmm. So, since we weren't offered mouse classes, what classes do you wish that we were offered in like, high school? Like, mandatory, you have to learn this to be a person. Like, other than, like, I feel like the obvious one is, like, finance, right? Like, how to not be a dumbass with money. Uh, we, we did have, we did yeah, have we some personal, did, though. Yeah. personal accounting classes. No. In high school? Yeah, in middle school even I think. I don't know if I remember middle school. I remember high school because we well we we had that that advanced home ec class where we we took the aptitude tests and all that stuff. To, it told me I should be a garbage man. Hey, I got the garbage man too. <laughs> yeah, I... and, and or bus driver. <laughs> oh, I remember taking the aptitude <laughs> thing, but I don't remember ever learning how to. Do money. There's there some basic like budgeting. There's like a stock market class. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So you guys invested in TiVo and they just won the class. Yeah, that's right. We totally won. It was Netflix, wasn't it? Netflix. No, it was, no, it was TiVo. It was 100% TiVo. 
It was Netflix and TiVo. Yeah, and Best Buy. Best Buy didn't turn out for us very well. But... No. And the rest of the class absolutely bombed, because that was right at the start of the recession. Yeah. Which was funny and terrible, because we were like, oh, yeah, our stocks are doing so good. And then, like, real-life people were losing a lot of money and their jobs. Yeah. And we were really happy with ourselves. I mean, shit. If I had actually put real money on those stocks, <laughs> holy shit, Netflix is worth so much more money so now. So much. TiVo, not so much. Yeah, TiVo. Netflix. Oh, man. Wasted opportunity. We, I was so dumb. Um, classes that I wish... You know, there are classes that I wish I would have paid more attention to. Like? Uh, shop class. I wish I would have paid more attention in like woods class. Yeah, because that's the kind of stuff that I like to do now. I like to I like to try to build stuff with wood. Or I just maybe I don't wish I would have sp- uh, paid more attention. I wish I would have like dedicated time during the day to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got like coding and robotics and all that kind of stuff. I think all of that would be really cool to have now. Because I mean, that would be cool. Like if you think about it, in the future. I try and think like, oh, there's no way I'm ever going to be, you know, the old guy that doesn't understand technology. But like kids are just going to know coding coming out of high school. Like that'll be something they just know. Yeah, Kids are going to know coding coming out of elementary school. Right, exactly. And so they go, hey, old man, you should, you know, fire up some C++ and get on the da da. I'll be like, I don't know, guys. I, uh, I open my program and I type stuff in and it does it for me like i will be obsolete eventually you'll be obsolete those young people will need someone to manage them (laughs) that's true oh dave you're screwed yeah sorry dave (laughs) you've got those you got those soft skills that you can't train yeah you got the soft boy skills (laughs) got those soft hands that's right (laughs) Speaking of classes that I wish I would have like paid more attention to, yeah, I would redo my entire college experience, the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I just didn't retain any of it. What What would I'm you? I'm sure that's not 100 true, but like maybe focus more on instead of just getting by the classes, like maybe I should actually try and like retain this information instead of just like working to get an A. I will argue that our college system is set up to have kids do that where you're just focused on a passing grade and not actual information retention. For sure. But I was definitely part of that group who was going to get by. Do you think you'd feel the same if you were actually working in a field in which you got your degree in? I, I, well, also, I never knew what I wanted to be growing up. I just kept taking classes because I was like, <laughs> I don't know, biology's interesting, so I'm going to keep doing that. Huh. Like, what are you going to do with it? I don't know. And so that was my, I would not pick a biology degree. So no, not I would not have gone into that field. I would have picked a different degree. That's what I would have done. Yeah, because I guess I don't know about you, Blaine, but. I actually do kind of use stuff that I learned about. Not a whole lot, but I mean, general basics on a day to day. I duh, I use maybe like 5% of what all school was, really, truly. I mean, yeah. 
with school you with engineering you cover so much stuff in depth and like civil engineering specifically it covers hydrology geotechnical transportation structural and environmental and so it's like you have all this in-depth knowledge that you're supposed to regurgitate for the tests but on a day-to-day basis when i am just doing transportation and doing road design mm-hmm. yeah i use basically none of that you don't use any of that structural engineering you're not not really what if you were building a parking ramp uh, i'd go to the structural engineer and say hey <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> i need a parking ramp and they go yes i am the specialist in this area let me do a parking ramp for you yeah and then you could you could design the road that hooks up to it exactly i suppose you could argue that i actually use uh a lot of what i learned in college for my job it's just none of what i learned in classes the <laughs> whole social aspect of my college career is now very <laughs> beneficial in my job because i talk to people all day long I never thought of it that way, but there you, there you just, go. I had a revelation. My college wasn't worth nothing. God, I wouldn't change a thing. I'd do the same thing again. Yeah, you could, you could, you could say that without that biology degree, you would have never have started stealing people's plasma, which is sort of the revolving door of having to talk to people while you steal their plasma. That's true, and that's a very awkward conversation to have because. You're trying to have a friendly conversation with someone that you're about to poke in the arm. They need them. Yeah. See, my whole thing around that was they're getting paid. So, like, I didn't feel bad. They didn't have to be here. <laughs> they, they chose to walk through those doors. If I was in a hospital or an, e, like an ER or something, which I actually thought about for a while and think I would actually have really enjoyed. Um, but People dying? That sounds great. No, like the rush of like trying to save people and all that. Oh, I would have loved that. Oh, sure. But um, but yeah, then I would feel bad poking. It's like, okay, you already feel like garbage, and now I'm just gonna jam this needle in your arm. Like, buckle up, bud. Want to be my best friend? But at BioLife, it's just kids boil on beer money. So, eh, deal with it. It's gonna be uncomfortable. The last guy that I saw, I guess, phlebotomist, uh, at the clinic. The last one that I, like, I had to do some blood work or whatever, just for whatever. And uh, I tried to talk to him, and he was just, like, the creepiest Igor-looking motherfucker on Earth. (laughs) And, like, he was there to do one thing and one thing only, and that was to steal my my blood. He didn't want to talk, and he was just like, meh, come lay on my, lay on my bench. Give, Give me your goodness. Yeah, but I think that might be the difference between like also a hospital versus a you know a blood donation center or plasma donation because in a hospital the phlebotomist literally just shows up, takes the blood, and leaves, and then you you know they fuck off and you never see them again. The doctor comes back in with the results. Whereas bio life, they're going to be sitting there for forty minutes, so you're either going to strike up some riveting conversation or you will sit quietly for an hour. Either way, it doesn't sound like something I'd enjoy. No, you should not donate plasma. You would not be a good. Uh, you would not be a good donor. Why? Well, I, I never could because my blood pressure would be too high. That's true, and you have to keep the blood pressure cuff on the entire time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, for a whole hour. Listeners at home, cuffs on. Andrew has a an, an aversion to 
pressure cuffs. An aversion? The mere sight of them. I can I can look at them. Okay? I don't know about that. But your blood pressure goes up. I feel like your blood pressure is up right now just talking. It might be. It probably is. I just don't like I don't like the squeezy feeling that, right. it, that, they, so that they let me make. let me run you through this, Andrew. This is how the donation process works. So you lay okay. down. Yeah. Comfy bed. The beds are actually kind of comfortable. Andrew, you should be down. just laying down right now as it is, so that yeah. when you faint, you don't hit your head. Let me kick my feet up here. Okay, all right. I'm ready. So you lay down, Mm. and then first thing, we slap the arm cuff on. (sighs) Okay. You've already had one of these on to enter the building, because we do like a check before you get in. So you've already had one showdown with the pressure cuff. But why? To to get to this point. (laughs) So so you're laying down. Your pressure cuff is on. So the reason, so then we hook you up. And by hook up, I mean I stick a needle in your arm and I tape it down. I really so do there. have to put my feet up here. So when the machine is drawing the blood out, the uh-huh. pressure cuff inflates automatically. No. And we 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 control we control the the strength of it. It can be lighter or heavier or whatever, but it inflates automatically. Light to, to increase uh, pressure to help the blood come out. No, so then what? It, it pumps it pumps the blood out. Oh my and then, god. And then then the cuff releases. And then this is when the machine uh centrifuges the blood and uh, or I guess the whole time it's doing this. It's it's like it's like pumping it's milking your arm. <laughs> so then after it's centrifuged, the plasma goes down to the bottle, and then the pure red blood cells now it, <sighs> when the cuff releases go back into your arm because there's no more pressure there. And then it does that about eight times. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And then then we give you $20. (laughs) No. $40. It was your second time that week. Are you kidding me? How long do you have to, how long does it squeeze you per time? Uh, Average donation is 50-ish minutes. Are you kidding? Some people, Wait. some people take an hour, like really fast, in like forty minutes. But that's only um, like small girls because they donate less. So, like, how how when it squeezes you, right? Just to 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 milk the blood out of you. <laughs> yep. How long? How long does it squeeze you for? Good question. Maybe a minute or two. Are you what? <laughs> Probably a minute or two. <laughs> Oh, also, while this is happening, you have a pressure of, like, a stress... Yeah, don't worry. You have a stress ball in your hand, the same arm. No. And you have to squeeze that while the pressure cuff is up to get more are pressure. You, are you laid all the way down? Yeah, you're pretty horizontal. There's, like, a... Like, the bot, the bed, like, contours to your body. Uh-huh. So, like, your legs are... You know, you're, you're kind of sitting there. It's like you're in a recliner all the way back. So you're not flat. You know, your body's not flat. But so when you're squeezing the ball, does it like make the needle like wiggle around? A little. Okay. I couldn't. Because yeah, when you're squeezing, it's that same arm, and so your forearm is flexing, which yeah. is where the tube is taped to, which then moves, and... you know, a little bit of the. I mean, it's taped right by the thing, so it's not like jumping around because this it's taped right after the needle, and then also like a little ways down your forearm. And it doesn't like milk you. It it's like your heart is the thing pumping the blood out, right? Right, but the whole squeezing and the pressure is to help get it out. To pump it out. Okay. All right. 
Does that help, Andrew? So it's not milking you. You're not getting milked. Yeah, it's just draining you. Yeah, just draining. Like it's your heart is pumping the blood away and out of your body. You disgust me. So while I was training a lady, she uh, stuck a donor, and then <laughs> I, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not gonna I, listen to this. I gotta go downstairs <laughs> for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. So the cuff. When you stick them, also you um, inflate the cuff because it makes the veins pop out and easier yeah. to see. Yeah. And so the cuff is, and when you do this, it's all the way up, like as high as the cuff will go, because <laughs> you, you need those veins to stick up <laughs> so you can get them. Um, and I don't have any idea why she did this, but she poked the person and then pulled the needle all the way out. No. And I hear a scream, and I look over, and she is just covered in blood. <laughs> and it's like a fucking fountain. <laughs> it's not good. And so I just run over. Fortunately, I had my gloves on, and I just like was the little uh, Dutch boy and just shoved my thumb into this person's elbow and then yelled for the nurse. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was like... This Did the person girl. get paid more for that? Uh, they got paid. If you are stuck, you get paid. Period. Okay. Whether or not you finish your donation, or in this case, they were done. Or sure. no, they. Had, never mind. We we will always try and stick your second arm. So, <laughs> no. after... so you just you blood her real good, and you go, "Hey, hang on, we're not done with you." I think that one we let go because okay. that was a, that was a special circumstance. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they like they tracked all of our numbers. So like, if you had donors not finish, um, they would essentially blame it on your stick, and then the, you would have like stats basically. And so like, you wanted full donation percentages, otherwise it looked bad. Oh sure. So was there like yeah. a big competition? Kind of. People got really competitive with it. So especially like if like you hadn't messed up a single one, it's so, like number of seconds. It's so, like number of times you have to go to that second arm. Yeah, wanted oh really God, low one of those because something has gone badly. Yeah, um, and so like if you had gone like the whole month because th- that was in monthly reports. If you had gone the whole month with no seconds, it was like like a pitcher pitching a perfect game, right? Like no one talks oh. about it, and you're huh. like, okay, because it's it's pretty hard because there's a lot of things that could trigger that that you don't have any control over. So like, I don't know, uh, you can mess up the stick, but also like. If they ate really bad, then it could affect whether like it, the blood isn't coming out very good. Oh, so do you get to pick who you're pricking, or is it just next come? Yeah, you got a section. So the way I think they're all different, but we had it. So there's like nine sections, just based on color, like green, orange, purple, red, whatever. Um, and then up at the front, so right when you come in, you get weighed, and they check your blood pressure. And you have to be, like, basically healthy enough to donate that day, right? Mm, yeah. So after the front people clear you, they have a little uh, card that they hand you, and then they move the clicker to the next card. And so it's just, you know, pretty much luck of the draw. Now, there'd be times where, like, if there was people who came in that had, like, really hard veins to hit, that, like, they wanted a specific person to do it, then oh. you would, you know, alter that. Or, like, if you, you know wanted to be in your buddy section or something, then they could kind of do that kind of thing. But for the most part, it was just random. Sure. And we can stop talking about this. <laughs> oh, just... How you feeling? No, I just had to go downstairs to 
because I thought I heard a loud crash and then the the skittering of dog feet. So I was like, what the hell did she get into? Nothing, I guess. Turns out the loud crash was you falling down the stairs. Could have been. Right at the top of the stairs, you envision the arm go. <laughs> I'm actually going in for a... Because you've been doing these annual physicals, mm-hmm. I figured this is maybe something I should do. I feel like, like I don't know. Think I'm glad I could do. inspire you. Yeah, so I go into the doctor uh, next Tuesday. Hmm. Are you? Just for a checkup. Make sure, kick, kick the tires, make sure everything's working. Here's what they're going to tell you. They're going to say... It's not good. Everything is bad. No. No, they're, they're, you're going to go in there, they're, uh, they're going to put a slap a blood pressure thing, take your blood pressure. Then the doctor's going to come in and be like, okay, uh, you know, how are you feeling? Is anything wrong? All right, well, uh, I guess, you know, people your age don't generally need to come to the doctor uh, unless something bad happens. So, you know, maybe I'll see you in five years. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, also, you're overweight. You've told me stories of you doing your annual checkup for like four years now, and for four years I have not been to the doctor. And so I'm thinking, i got to get on this like with Andrew. And now you tell me that they're telling you it's not worth it? But it's scheduled? David, I, I it's it's good. So, Dave, really, what they'll do though is they'll they'll probably draw blood and then they get a baseline. So then, once you are thirty five, when you come back in five years, they go, "Oh yeah, you were here, and now you're way over here. So you need to step up your game." Because Dave, you were at the best physical condition when you hit thirty. There, that's true. And you just let it slide. No, Dave, it's fine. If you don't go to the doctor, they can't tell you that something's wrong with you. <laughs> That's true. That's actually Leonard's approach to it. And honestly, living like Leonard is a pretty good way to handle things. So the moral of the story is I'm canceling my appointment. <laughs> it all comes back to that ignorance is bliss, man. If you don't know, something's wrong. That's true. I think we should do a whole episode one time about doctors. I think we could fill it out. And I really just want to hear you tell the blood pressure story. But we can do that it. another time. I hate <laughs> it so much. Oh, before, we, before we get off, I had a, a Taco Bell breakfast this morning, and it was fantastic. I just want to say that. I haven't had Taco Bell in a long time. You know what's, like, criminally underrated? Are there potato soft tacos? Are they? I've never had There's... one. They're so good. See, like you guys, you're Taco Bell connoisseurs, and you just you've never, never had them. They're good. I would never think to stoop to that level. Yeah. Well, some of us don't know what market value of potato soft tacos are. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of market value, <laughs> fucking market price. The 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 McDonald's by my house. Okay, there's there's a, there's a McDonald's close to my house, and they the everything there is at least fifty cents more. What? Yeah. What? This is the, the this is the the only time that I've noticed this, where like it if I if I go I'll, okay so if I if I swing through there in the morning on the way to work to get some breakfast, get that get that number two, mmm so delicious with a medium Dr Pepper. It'll cost me five dollars and eighty-eight cents. Mm-hmm. If I go to there's 
there's so if I have the willpower to not stop at that one, but not enough willpower to drive past <laughs> to, to not stop at the the McDonald's that's closer to work. I have to drive past two McDonald's on the way to work. <laughs> so if I, so if I, Sorry, I don't know why that's so funny. So, so if I, can't I just imagine you really amping yourself up for the first one. No, you can do this. I can do this. And then you see the second one. Oh, shit, I wasn't ready again. <laughs> why, am I, why am I turning into this? Yeah, it's like, Jesus, take the wheel. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I, if I get breakfast there, it's a little bit further out of the way, but it'll cost me like $5.30. 33 cents or something like that. They, I get ripped off at the one that's close to home, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so this might be more foreshadowing for another future episode, but if I'm being entirely honest, if I go to McDonald's, I would never notice that because I, if I have a fast food place that I've been before, if it's a sit-down restaurant, this does not, I, I pay attention then. But the fast food restaurant I've been there before, do not look at the prices mm. at all. Mm. I could not tell you how much Ooh. the Taco Bell breakfast I bought this morning. Wadida, must See, be nice. Oh man, I just don't, I just don't pay attention. I just don't pay attention because I'm already, I'm already there. I'm gonna get it. It's just like um, gas prices. I don't watch gas prices because I'm gonna pay for it anyway. Well, yeah, that you're gonna pay for anyway. But like, you have choice at. Fast food, but, but you're like there. you're not going to walk in, look at the price, and go, "Eh, I guess I don't need this." That's so well, he... Andrew just has self control to get past the second McDonald's. Do you think he's leaving once he's in the building? <laughs> well, no. So a McDouble costs dollars, and it's, so it's like two buns, one slice of cheese, and two patties. Or I can get two cheeseburgers for a dollar each. I get twice the buns and twice the amount of cheese. Mm. So yeah, I look at the price. I know but also, I, I'm not saying I shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't. Then you, then you're filling up on buns. Yeah, that's true. But I, I have the problem with the calorie count now. They, they show the calories on everything. Oh yeah, thanks, Obama. And so then I start doing the math of like, okay, for five dollars I can get twelve hundred calories, but for four fifty, I can get thirteen hundred calories. I start basing it off of value, like calories per cent. So you're not, you're, not, you're not trying to go with the lower calorie. You just want the most bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah it's you, awful. You go for caloric density. Yeah. <laughs> I go, what, what, what value am I getting here? Here's what you do. You just ask them to put mayonnaise on everything. <laughs> there you go. I'm sunk. They'll do that for Holy free. Shit. <laughs> That's fantastic. See, I, I look at the calories, and I either I make, there's one of two things that happen. I make a conscious decision to order yeah, usually less calories. Usually a shame. I'm attempting to eat healthy. <laughs> or, yes, the, the second option is, oh, well, I guess today is going to be a fat day. And <laughs> the whole rest of the day is flown off. Because then you're especially for lunch. So today for lunch, we had this restaurant, and they had the calories. And I, I, so, again, I couldn't tell you how much my Taco Bell cost. My lunch had 1,152 calories. Damn. I read that. And then, so I'm going to get dinner, and while I'm looking at the menu, all I can think about is, hey, lard ass, you not only had Taco Bell for breakfast, you had 1,100 calories <laughs> for lunch. You best order the lightest thing here, because you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's Obama in your ear. That, yeah, I think that's Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. I ordered the Shasta Scrambler because it was only 360 calories. Man, I, di- I did the exact opposite. So you add on the 330 calories for the potatoes and, <laughs> and of course, a biscuit. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's like the, uh, when, when, when Blaine and Joanna, we went out for, for breakfast a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. We went to the, the, the pancake house and they have, it's so fucking good. I can't the not. The original pancake house? Yeah. Yeah. The original Ow. pancake house. They've yeah, got, we went they, there last time I was in Minneapolis. So the, yeah, they've got the, um, uh, the north, the, what do they call it? The Northwoods hash browns, which which has twenty three hundred calories. In it. This is this is just a breakfast, and it comes with a side of pancakes, <laughs> which I assume aren't included in the calorie count. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna get this thing. It's got like everything in it that you would ever want. It's literally a day and a half worth of calories once you add in your your pancakes and syrup. I mean, I have I have eaten it all in one sitting. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like I'll be good up until about seven or eight o'clock at night, and then I'm like, God, I'm, I'm a little hungry now, but I <laughs> probably shouldn't eat. So so Blaine, if you are. Judging your calories per, yeah, you know, calories per dollar, right? Yep. If you're if you're yep. tracking this, yep. When you get full and you still have food on the plate, are you looking at it like, fuck? There's like a dollar fifty there that I. Oh yeah, I I can't throw food away. It's awful. the The only time I threw food away, and I wasn't. Uh, I went to KFC. They have like their two for six. Got a famous bowl and like three piece chicken tendies, and I open it up That's and there's four tendies in there it's a lot of food and i ate my famous bowl my sadness bowl um and then three of the tendies and the, so the fourth one sat there just mocking me but i was like you know what i got you for free i was ready to throw it away and then a buddy walked by i'm like you want a chicken tendy gave him <laughs> gave him the tendy out the car window and it was all good but even scarfing down like chicken tendy two and three was just painful like it was not enjoyable at that point so in the same situation but let's say you only got three tendies right you eat the yep. first two and you were full exactly how you felt after you had the three tendies and the fourth one sitting there if it was only three and you had paid for all three of those would you have eaten that chicken tender so it was the only reason you didn't eat the fourth one because it was extra y- yes yep i would have <laughs> if if i paid for four tendies and that fourth one was sitting there i think i would have had to go it like I, I oh. paid the money for it. God, I wish I had that kind of financial responsibility. <laughs> I what just, you just throw it away? Yeah. Once or you're I, full, you're just like, oh, there's still food here, but whatever. Starving kids in Africa can suck it. And you just throw yeah. it. Wait. Here's the thing: they're not getting the leftover food either way. So <laughs> then no one is boxing up this leftover food and shipping it to Africa. You don't so know that. Got there. They're not going to want it. No one sifts through the trash at KFC <laughs> to send food to orphans. Save that one tendy that you threw away. You don't no, know I that. Need, I do know that. Most of the time, <laughs> leftover food is not an issue because I, I like to be a clean plate ranger. But I, uh, 
yeah. Otherwise, if I'm not going to finish it, like today, when I when I had dinner, when I texted you guys that I was at the breakfast place, I uh, I guess I don't know if I told you it was a breakfast place. It was a breakfast place. Oh, I did. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, anyway, when I finished up, I had like 70, probably 80% of my potatoes down, and there was, sorry, so, you know, a little bit left, and half a biscuit, and I left it there. I think that's fine. It's not up to you. It's not. It wasn't your decision. I mean, you you ordered one thing off the menu, right? Mm-hmm. And they gave you more food than that you know than you could eat. That's. I I think you're you're fine there. You're not wasting yeah. it. I mean, I do. I do feel it's bad on them. Way. Don't let them guilt you into eating more food than you need. <laughs> well, mainly I feel bad, especially when I'm traveling. And it's something I would normally box up and take home. But if I'm traveling and they say, well, do you want to box this up? I feel bad because I'm like, oh, no, because I don't have where to put it. Or like, or I'm getting on a plane and you know, I can't take it with me. Yeah. Then I, that's, when I, that's when I feel bad. So I do feel bad throwing it away, but I 100% just leave it. I, I, I just deal with the guilt. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're doing the right thing, though. Like, I just have a problem. I yeah. If there's food on the plate, I gotta eat it. It just fiscally, but it's not. It's but to be it's fair, not you're a not fiscal doing thing. You're, that's that's you're more not doing of it just for the kids in Africa. You're doing it yeah. for your pocketbook. You paid for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, basically. So. <laughs> I'm doing it because I have to eat all the food. Yeah, exactly. That's no literally other. the only reason. Not because I'm hungry or I don't no. even I don't even think about the starving kids in Africa. I just need to eat the food. Because <laughs> it's there. Because it's there. Though there has been once or twice where I've been out eating, and yeah, it's like, oh, I've got this, yeah, 10% of the meal left. It's okay just to not eat it, because I've already eaten way too much. And I, I've pushed it aside. That doesn't happen very often, but... I have finally gotten to that point with beer. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now David leaves two sips of beer left in every one of yeah. his drinks, and then goes open to another one. Yeah. In college, if I ordered a beer, I don't care how full I was. I don't care if I feel miserable. I don't care if I have already thrown up. I'm finishing that beer because I paid for it, and I can't afford it anyway. <laughs> and now. If I, you know, if I'm drinking it and I get full and I don't really want any more, now I, now I leave it because that's what adults do. <laughs> so I think that's been my default since day one. Beer doesn't have the same value to me. Like there's been time on Man Weekend where I go, oh, I'm, I'm full of beer. I don't, I don't need any more. Ask someone else if they want it, and of course someone's gonna take it. I've just gotten to this, uh, this stage within the last year. So anyway, that's how we end the the episode. Is a twenty minute tangent about fast food. Yep. And with that, I <laughs> guess we'll call it a call that a podcast. Keep your cleats on the grass. Clean the fishbowl. Craig. You get out of here, Craig. <laughs>